Hi, welcome to Life's Hills and Valleys. I'm Sonia Verhel. This is Eva Iwaran. And welcome to our podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a long minute. Yeah, quite a long minute. Not a New York minute either. So happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, <laughs> Eva. 2022. Yeah, man. It sounds so weird. Today, I actually caught myself typing 2020. Really? Yes. That's and that's funny. been a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's shockingly, I haven't made the mistake of writing 2021 yet. Like, I've had to write. You've been quite writing a bit. 2022. I've been writing 2022, which is weird because I'm usually by now I've written at least a handful of times. It just feels like we're in some weird Twilight Zone movie because I still cannot fathom that we're in 2022. Mm-hmm. And it still feels like, wait a second, I remember when all this mess started way back in. 2019. What, you mean COVID? Yeah, all that well, stuff. Well, 2020, but yeah, end of 2019, I guess. Yeah, it's 2019 of... into going, 2020, yeah. 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 yeah, so it's been almost, it's been two years mm-hmm. we've been dealing with this mess, but yeah. yeah, it feels like you're kind of like in this movie, like you have to wear biological warfare. Right, very strange movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic. Yes, but... but we just, that's our introduction for the Happy New Year, because we do hope that you're having a good New Year so far. Yeah. And we wanted to talk about boundaries. Boundaries. It's a topic that I think everybody is talking about. It seems like it's become quite a popular topic in the last few years. Yeah. And I I, I definitely can say that it is a topic that I'm going to have to learn more about. And I'm not an expert, but I've been told by quite a few people... Eva, you need to set boundaries. Hmm. Eva, have you thought about some boundaries, Eva? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I need to look this up. I need to learn more about it. How do you do this? Yeah, I don't think we're really taught. I mean, at least I, I, let me speak for myself. I think I was not taught that as a child, but I think overall, I think many times we're told that saying no is wrong or, Mm -hmm. you know, that, you should be this under the, like, unconsciously, I think people are saying, basically, you need to please people. So if you say no, people are gonna not going to be pleased with you. Mm-hmm. And so then you end up becoming a people pleaser and wanting to please everybody all the time, which is impossible to do. I mean, we can see that with politicians. You can't please everybody. No. So what was your saying, Sonia, that you told me? Oh, my saying is be a people lover, not a people pleaser. And I claim that... That's Sonia Verhell. By Sonia Verhell. (laughs) (laughs) She takes that one. Nobody else. Because I don't know if anybody's created. You can make a T-shirt, but please put her name underneath. Yes, just put by Sonia Verhell. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm learning the same thing that I am naturally a people pleaser, and I don't like having enemies, and I want everybody to be my friend, and I've had to grow up and become an adult and realize that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And it's okay. And I cannot possibly please everybody, not even everybody in my family. Am I going to be able to please? That's true. And not 100% of the time, probably not even 90% of the time, uh, I'm going to be letting many people down. But through Christ, who gives me strength, I should be able to, I mean, really, he's the only one that I need to please. So I'm trying to learn how to. Am I doing this for all the masses or am I doing this for for Jesus? Even when you look in the Bible, um, 
you know, it, we're not supposed to, even with our prayer life, it's kind of supposed to be like, you know, there was an example of like priests or rabbis, like going on and on for everyone to see their long, big prayers. Right. Who were they trying to please? Right. Were they, was this really for God or was this for all the people to hear? Right. So it's right. like, if you're a people pleaser, uh, you're going to just be left with a miserable life because there's no way everybody's going to be pleased with you. So and then right it, in the closet. And it taxes you. Like you may, it makes mm-hmm. you tired. Yeah. Because you can't just, you can't. Uh, and I think that sometimes even as Christians, we're told that, you know, you're a Christian, you need to like, you know, um, do more, do more. And, and, you know, you know, it's, have a servant heart. Have a servant heart, which is true. Right. Right. But I think then we, we forget about ourselves in the sense of self-care. Right. And because we spend so much time saying yes all the time. And then we're so like thinned out, taxed, taxed out. Right. And then we're saying that, you know, self-care is selfish. So you shouldn't take care of yourself. But I feel as though, I mean, being selfish and mm-hmm. self-care are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And that's another topic for another, that's another day. That's another topic. <laughs> but... um. Self-care is actually something that is the most selfless thing you can do because if you're filled, then you can give back more to people, right? So I feel as though that's part of the boundaries because right. you can't do everything for everybody all the time. Right, and with, with, and with Christ who gives us strength, we could do so much, right? We, we, could, do, we could do so, so much and we could do so much more and then we wouldn't have the bitterness and the resentment if we're doing it through Christ, with Christ. But the whole point is, and what I learned from one book, not this one, um, it was the best yes. I learned that if I say yes to everyone and everybody else's agenda, and I fill up my calendar, Mm. which I was always doing, I was always filling up calendar. Oh, Sonia, give me a call. Oh, what do I need to do? Okay, write her in. Um, Eva Mati, now I mentioned all my girlfriends. What do I need to put her name in? And you filled up your calendar all with good intentions. And then God comes along and says, Eva, but I need you to do this. And you say no to him because your calendar's already full with all the other yeses that you've already said yes to right. because you didn't feel powerful to say no to people. Right. And then when God comes along with something, then you're not able to say yes to the best thing right. that he really wanted you to do. Right. Because and not that saying yes to all your friends and everything of was course. bad. I mean, you don't want to but, overcreate boundaries, either. right? Yeah. But you're just you're you're not saying no to people, and right. you're not setting those boundaries for your family, for yourself, and most importantly for God. Right. Yeah, I mean, you want to create. That's the whole thing. Is we want to. We're talking about healthy boundaries. Right. right. You don't want to put up like these walls of division that you know you don't let. You know, you don't do anything for anyone Mm -hmm. or, you know, you don't let anyone in. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why it's healthy boundaries. You don't want to not have them, but you don't want to create like these, like, you know, these walls that like are like, you know, a hundred feet high and not letting anyone in. And they're non-existent for a lot of people. And I think boundaries wasn't a word that I understood mm-hmm. and it was basically non-existent it's been oh, non-existent right now i think i started creating these boundaries organically because i needed to right. and i was doing it but um i didn't understand it and you know even if i was setting them setting boundaries for myself for my family i feel like i'm so disrespected and people were saying it's my fault it possibly could be 
But I think there's some people, what did you call it? When people are basically robbing or they don't have any boundaries, you had a word for oh, it. Oh, I said that uh, takers don't takers don't have boundaries. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't claim so, that phrase. That I've seen that phrase somewhere. <laughs> but that's basically what the phrase says is takers don't have boundaries. So. Yeah. It's just very it's it's a very interesting it's probably um like a true study. So and there's people you know, like I said, there's um there was that book, The Best Yes, that I learned a lot from. Uh another book that came off another podcast or show, um, The Red Table Talk right. or something. And I think it was uh, Will Smith's wife. Uh, wasn't she on that? It was Yes. What's her first name? I'm Ooh, sorry. I know. That is a big like we should have gotten her name before. I know. It'll come to us in a second. Sorry. Um, uh, well, if she listens to this, we're sorry. No, we know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's on the tip anyway, of my tongue. Anyway, um, but the book that they were talking about on her show was Set Boundaries, Find Peace right. by Nedra, and I cannot pronounce her last name, T-A-W-W-A-B. Tawawab. Okay. Tawab. Tawawab. Anyway, Nedra. And um, so they brought her on the show, and she kind of talked about her book, right. some different examples of different types of boundaries so and boundary talk, setting. They talked about, I think, emotional boundary, emotional. They talked about physical boundaries, mm -hmm. sexual boundaries. Material boundaries. Material boundaries. And you said mental boundaries? Or that was it? Or just that was the emotional. Oh, the emotional part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's four of them. Right. So um, very smart. It was very interesting. So I always like to... Tell people to feel free to go look that up because yeah. it was eye-opening for me. It helped me out. I liked it because they gave lots of examples and they had like little scenarios like that they had people act out. Yeah. I think that was pretty that cool. That was really cool. Yeah. They had actors just sitting there and playing out each scenario. So it's very interesting. Yeah. I liked one of the physical ones. I think it was the one with the guy, the husband and the wife and the friend came over and I guess she was just very, always a very touchy-feely person. Mm -hmm. And she got, like, too close to him. And he kind of was like... And then she... Cause, but the wife had told the friend, told her, like, my husband, you know, like... My likes, husband doesn't do this close contact type, yeah, he likes, whatever. Yeah, he, he likes his personal space. His personal space. And she had, I guess, spoken to her about it before. And, like, I don't know if she just forgot or just, you know, whatever... And then she walks in the house and she kind of sits right next to him and kind of has her like leaning towards him. And then I think she even hugged him or something. He was, and you can see that he was uncomfortable and he didn't really say much about it in the first scenario. But then in the second scenario, Jada, Jada, sorry, Jada Smith. Right. There we go. Yeah. But it's funny because when you said that, that I thought of her because she said that makes me angry that, okay, so this friend tells the other friend, right? Yeah. So why do I, I've already told you. So Jada was saying how that makes her angry inside. Because I, why do I, first of all, why do I have to tell you this? Why do I have to tell you this? You should already know. Right. This is something that everybody should know about people's personal space, right? Right. So why do I have to tell you? Now that I've told you and now you've disrespected what I've told you. Yeah, which makes it worse. Which makes it double, Matt, yeah, you know, double you frustrating. That's different. So that's what Jada was talking about. She was talking right. about just the anger that comes that I have to tell you about my boundaries. Why should I have to tell you about my boundaries? This should just be a given. But, Sonia, apparently it's not a given. Mm -mm. People are different. Right. Not everybody has the same boundaries. Like, I love to hug. Right? And it doesn't bother you. No, and it that's doesn't not, bother me. And that's, and that's the weird thing is that for some people, it's offensive. 
Right. But for Sonia, it's not. Right. Well, like for instance, I were I'm doing <clears throat> I'm doing an internship at a hospital and uh as a chaplain and I ask people, especially now with COVID, like I don't ever want to assume that people want hugs. So like if I see someone getting emotional, crying, I ask, "Is it okay if I hug you?" Mhm. And most people say yes. I think I had one person say to me, uh, I'm okay, you know, I know I'm good, thank mm-hmm. you. I mean, they were polite about it. Right. But I always feel like I ha- I need to ask before, because even before COVID, I would have asked. Right, even because more so now. Right, but it's just a smart thing to do. But right. not everybody was raised the same. No. So, um, so that's a physical boundary. It's preference. This is the word that I learned on the show, preference, which is very interesting. Some people have a preference. You know, I don't want to receive hugs. It's just a preference. It's just the difference between you and I. Um, and, and we can't assume that everybody knows no, what your can't. preferences are. Right. And that's the whole need for boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because the way you were... I mean, this is kind of a silly example, but um, how comfortable you are in somebody's home. You know? Uh, I think starting out, you shouldn't just go into somebody's home, even if you think that you're buddies with them and like open up the refrigerator and start making a sandwich oh no <laughs> yeah you i would do that if i just but there's other house. people that make themselves at home like i could do that and i would feel comfortable at your house yeah the, the, yeah the, but do you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. this is a preference and right. you may feel okay for other people to do that but not everybody right, right. or it just may be strange if somebody who you barely met mm-hmm. came and started like oh my gosh i'm hungry like throwing open the refrigerator uh, grabbing your china down from, you know, I only use that china, you know, for Christmas time. And they're, like, getting your best china down to right. serve themselves. It's just strange, you know. Right, right, yeah. They gave an exam- another funny example of, I think this was probably a material on the um, material one, where I guess one friend borrowed her friend's dress without asking. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And, you know, to some of us, it's once again, it's a preference. Some of us might be totally cool, but it hurt her feelings, you know, nonetheless. I don't know if she had saved that dress for a special occasion and her friend just grabbed it out of the closet, tried it on, and was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to take it out to, you know, this party tonight. Right, right. Oh, I thought you wouldn't mind. Well, yeah, like I just bought it. I wanted to wear it out. Yeah, I wanted to wear it first. Right. And just, I mean, what, what would it have taken just to ask? Yeah. You know? I, mean, I probably would have said yes, but the thought that you just took especially you, you went into especially. my personal you went into my personal space, mm-hmm. not even like just took the dress, but you that means you had to go into her room, into mm-hmm. her closet mm-hmm. to get it. Just assuming that she's going to be okay with it, so it'd right. have been better just to go ahead and ask, right? But right. some people don't, and so so that's what the oh it was uh, they they mentioned like entitled like all right. Maybe maybe she felt entitled, um, and and that she just really wanted to be asked, like you said. Just, right. Can you just ask? That's just plain and simple. Right. But um, basic boundaries are basic guidelines for how you want to be treated. That's the definition. Mm-hmm. And um, you most people I think have a need to just be respected. You know, can you do you do you respect me enough to ask me? Um, what I think about something. What do you think if I borrow your dress? You know, but just to assume is what kills the whole relationship or the situation. So. Okay, and I think um, uh, what they gave an, an an example of the um emotional emotional did, yeah did make a, did you make a note on that one yeah that was a pretty interesting one too I remember the scenario but I don't remember like all the details. 
Well, what I learned from, from that um, emotional boundaries is like, sometimes we just need to hold space for people and let them feel what they need to feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes we're just not really good at that. We want, if, if it's time to be like quiet and to have a silence or something, a lot of people will get nervous in that space and they'll either want to over talk it or um, they'll want to just put their two cents in when really they just need to hold space and need to be quiet. Um, and I guess it gets super overwhelming for the people who just need their space or need to be quiet and just feel their pain. Right. Well, I'm learning a lot about that being a chaplain <laughs> and having to walk into a room and sometimes not having the words to say to the person and just letting them I've learned I there's another another phrase that I'm going to I'm going to claim that sacredness and silence. And so I'm learning that there's a sacredness and silence and cause I I am a talker so I it's hard for me to sometimes be quiet. Mhm, me too. Be still. And so I I'm learning um to respect someone's feelings and maybe I may feel uncomfortable with the silence and maybe they're even crying during that time or shedding some tears and maybe you know if they're okay with the hug like again I would ask I would hug them if that's okay or hold their hand um if they're okay with that and then just be with them and just and that's a way of validating their feelings you know Mm -hmm. not telling them how to feel or you you should because people a lot there's a a lot of should a lot of shoulds. A lot of shoulds going on. <laughs> well, and and you feel less supported, right? If someone is not allowing you that time, right, to be quiet, and there's kind of they're kind of telling you how they want you to feel. Like that shouldn't be overwhelming for you, Sonia. Right. That shouldn't. But it, but it is. But it shouldn't. You know. But it <laughs> right. shouldn't, Sonia. You know. You you should be able to bounce back from that or get over it well why who made you you know who made you the one in charge like these are my feelings I need to sit here with them a little while I need to process and someone's trying to tell you well that you shouldn't have that feeling right oh I had that a lot I mean not a lot not a whole lot I would say it didn't happen a lot but like after my son passed away and my husband every so often it would happen like someone trying to tell me how to feel but I remember one friend she was just amazing and she was like she never she never said anything she would just listen and she never said I should not feel a certain way ever and I thought man that's a gift mm-hmm. you know because not everybody can do that and so um thankfully it didn't happen a whole lot it happened occasionally but um but I'm learning like feelings are just feelings they're not wrong or right it's what you do with them that can be bad or good, but the feelings in themselves are not bad or good. They're just, they just are. Mm-hmm. It's one of my, the director at the hospital who is in charge of the chaplaincy program says, you know, feelings just are. Um, so, so just allowing people to have that safe space to feel those and not, um, and having that boundary not to tell them like what they should be feeling, like just allowing them to feel it. Um, and being present with them while they do it. But yeah. that's the emotional boundary. I yeah. Guess. And well, and, and like we had talked about when we did our friends podcast that we need to ask, are you wanting me to sit here and listen Which you did. and have Which that you did. space? You did right before the podcast, we were having a conversation <laughs> and then she said to me, 
so do you want me to give you advice or did you just want me to listen? And I'm like, no, you can give me advice. I'm trying to practice. Thank you for asking though. That was I'm great. trying, I'm trying to practice what we've, we've been learning. Yeah. And that's the thing with emotions is that I guess we need to ask people, do you need to just sit here with your emotions and feel them? Or do you want me to interject with some advice? You know, do you want me to do some advice? Do you want me to do some some listening? Do you want me to do some hugging like you asked the person, would you like me to hug? So it's it's better to not assume in these situations, right? That you, you have happens, all the answers. You know or what that, happens when you assume? I'm not yeah. going to say it. Oh, we know. know. I think everybody knows that one. Yeah. Don't That's, assume. <laughs> look it up if you haven't look heard that up. one. So the next section we want to talk about is intellectual boundaries. What I got from the whole section is like, it's okay to change your mind on certain things because we're always growing, right? So we're always growing and learning and changing. And so what used to be a preference for you may have changed. May have changed. And so now you're perfectly okay with people storming into your kitchen and helping themselves. Or maybe you're okay with hugging now when you're maybe before. yeah, and before you are and it wasn't a thing. But these are remember, these are our preferences. So we have preferences that's that's why we set the boundaries because we are not comfortable or we want to protect ourselves right. from hurt, from past whatever, or our family for whatever reason. So we can always set a new boundary and we can always shift whenever we want. So that is um, something my takeaway from the intellectual boundaries. I might be perfectly okay with you going into your fridge, going into my fridge, or I may be okay with you barring my dress, but for someone else, it makes me very uncomfortable. Right, because it's the relation, the level of because relationship. it's the level of relationship. Right, right. right. I just wanted so, to add like a thought that I had, and this probably applies to kind of boundaries in general, I guess. But sometimes um, I think I, like if somebody. You're in a toxic, if you want to call it toxic, a toxic relationship. I mean, that's like, that word is used a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we want to be all things to all people, even those people that maybe can be that way to us. Or, um, so I think that, I remember my counselor one time said, because I was going through something, and she said, Sonia, you can love someone from a distance and be there for them from a distance, but you don't have to receive their negative behavior. And so I learned a lot about that because I always thought I had to be physically or um, not physically, physically like with them in a room, but maybe like physically meaning texting them or calling them in order to be present in their lives. But if they're causing like um, stress in my life, then I can still love them, maybe pray for them. Um, it could it could be real emotional damage, but it also could be physical damage right. at some at some points because we all we we sometimes allow you know, so much, but maybe we don't allow, you know, we allow ourselves some uh, people to to come close to us and, and hurt us emotionally, but we, they can only go so, so, so far, you know, but some people, right. like you said, are takers. So I've experienced that in my own personal life. And that's why this is so important to me because um, I would put the boundary, I'd say, no, you can't come over. Because if you come over, I'm going to get emotional and then I'm going to take it out on my family. Right. So that's why I'm guarding myself. I'm guarding my emotions because you in my life um, is not peaceful. It's not bringing me peace and it's not bringing my family peace. So I've recognized that they may 
um, throw off Bible at you and say, well, that's not a, that's not Christian of you. That's not Christ-like. That's yeah. not Christ-like. Right. And I've heard this one over and over again, forgive 70 times seven. So, but that doesn't mean that I'm to be a rug and let you stomp all over me right. because I'm a Christian and I'm a martyr. So I'm just going to allow you to punch me in the face. You know, we have to remember that also God has boundaries. That's why he created the Ten Commandments. And I love that you brought that up today because he's a God of order. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't feel ashamed that we're sitting here saying, oh, well, we don't want these toxic people in our life. And then we become like, we wall ourselves up because we don't want to do service for others because, oh, we're protecting ourselves and our heart. When God sat with sinners and God sat mm -hmm. with prostitutes, right. but God himself, like you said, he even knew, a good example, he even knew when he needed to break away Remember, they, to get strength. They, retre they retreated, right? Several times, uh -huh. several times he, he put up his boundary and said, I'm not going to deal with these emotions and these people. I need to go get strength from the Father. The time he went to the desert. Mm -hmm. He went to be alone and to, and to pray and Satan was there to tempt him, right. but he went purposefully to, and he set his boundary enough is enough. I've got to go get my strength from the father. He did that when he took his disciples to pray with him right. in the garden. Right. Cause he was like, so I love that you brought that up, that even our savior is having enough respect for himself that I need to go get strength from the father. I need to step away from this toxic behavior. He needed to fill himself. I need to go have the Father fill my cup right. because I'm about to die I'm on the cross. Be, I'm going to be empty. I'm going to be done. beaten. I'm about to allow myself to right. be beaten. I need to go get strength from the Father. So even he knew how to place boundaries in his life. Right. That's a perfect example. So we don't have to, I guess, feel that shame that we're putting boundaries when people are telling us to forgive 70 times 7 or... um. This is your family. Why are you putting these boundaries? You don't want me to come over? No, I have children here. When I am around you, I get emotionally drained. You suck all of my energy, and then I'm just a nervous, negative ball for my children and my husband. This is a necessary thing that God wants me to do. In fact, one of my neighbors, she like stuck it to me hard, Sonia. She said... God is going to ask you what you did in this situation. Kind of like, you need to be worried more what God thinks of how you're handling the situation and less what the people in your life think you should be doing in the situation. Wow, that's powerful. She rebuked me and wow. I swallowed hard because I was like, I thought I was putting the boundaries, but I've been, I've just been, I think being the baby, you know, Mm -hmm. Just get ran over multiple times. Now we're giving stuff away. But you can only, you can put the boundaries and people can run over them. But I guess you need to put them again and again until people understand. This is for my emotional health and well-being. Right, right. This has everything to do with me protecting myself and my children. And it has less to do with you. But personally, you're sucking the joy. And the thing is, I think sometimes we're afraid of how people are going to react, but I think we need to learn, or I guess I speak for myself, right? 
I'm learning from my chaplaincy thing that you need to speak for yourself. So I'm going to put it in mm-hmm. high terms. I'm learning that um, you can't control what, how other people are going to react to certain mm-hmm. things. You exactly. You can control you. And so, um, you know, that's just, you know, a thought there, you know, like, you know, you can't yeah, control Yeah, so, so be it if they're mad at you because you told them they can't come over tonight, you know. Right. You know what you can take. I already I already entertained you Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I'm setting my boundary. You can't come over Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Because this is when I'm going to go recharge and gather my thoughts. And then we will revisit this friendship or this situation again later. And we have to also remember it's also personality too, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody recharges differently. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. and you're pretty outgoing. But I think even the most outgoing person... Mm-hmm. still needs some time to, to even we need a, our alone time you need some alone i mean i think we it just it depends you know everybody has different uh-huh. levels of alone time i think that's the that's the deal but i think once you start to reflect and know what your you know what that preference is for you like how much alone time you need to you know we all have it it's just you know, some people need more than others but yeah. but most likely people aren't going to like your boundary and right. we're not going to like the boundary the people that say. they have right because, and we might disagree with the ones that they're setting, but once again, they're different people. They have different scenarios. They grew up differently. Right. So who are we to judge? They're going to put a boundary that we're going to have to learn to respect. Just like when we put ours, you have to learn to respect mine. So, and I, it's, it's a lifelong practice. It sure is. And I've been taking a long time. <laughs> I'm growing up. What can I say? It's I been, think, well, it wasn't something that, people really talked about years ago so yeah i think it's become more of a popular subject lately last few years maybe 10 years or so maybe a little bit longer but yeah. i've never really heard the term boundaries until probably the last 10 years really i mean i would hear it every so often something would come up but really lately i've heard it a whole lot and so and i think the last boundary they were talking about the last boundary they were talking about was sexual boundaries mm-hmm. which is you know in the scenario i think they gave in the in the podcast or the video that we were watching was a I guess this this woman I think it was I don't know if it was her brother-in-law or like a family some type of family member mm-hmm. who was would come on he to was her coming like, on to her at a at a family gathering yeah and she, he did it he pretty much did it all the time and I think in the first scenario she felt uncomfortable to say something to him mm-hmm. and then in the second one she spoke up and she's like look this is not okay I'm mm-hmm. not okay with you doing this I mm-hmm. need you to stop yeah you, know? you are my brother-in-law. I think it was a brother-in-law, right? Cause he <laughs> it was... was something really strange, like... Yeah, it wasn't like a brother-in-law. But we all have somebody creepy, you know, that wants to creep on us. And it's okay to go ahead and nip it in the bud and say what you need to say. Because otherwise, they may not realize that we're heavily uncomfortable because we're kind of like playing it off or whatever. But right. it is. It is. And so then the next time they meet up, they're like, oh, we can keep on. Right. Or, oh, she laughed it off. And then when it comes to the sexual thing, us girls are really good. I don't know if you remember this back in high school. Um, I I was timid. So if a guy, you you know, wanted to like slap you on the butt. Now, now it's like, oh, they get some serious, you can get serious trouble these days. But back in my day, it was like, oh, somebody come slap you on the butt. You kind of giggle it off. <laughs> or whatever. Well, I had a couple of scenarios that when I was younger that happened to me one time. <clears throat> and I'm going to be very transparent right now, so <laughs> forgive me. But I was working at McDonald's. I was probably about 16, I think. 
and we were in the back cooking and this boy, I mean, who's really tall, he must have been like 6'2 or something, grabbed my boobs. Mm. Just thought because he thought it was okay. Mm. And I was like, that's not okay. And I went and told the manager. I'm like, he just grabbed me. And they suspended him, I think, for like a week or something, not to work or something like that. Uh, but that was me creating a boundary, you know? Mm-hmm. And even at 16, I thought, dude, that's not cool. I don't care how cute you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't just come up to a girl and grab her because you think you're entitled to that because you're mm-hmm. a guy. Mm-hmm. And because my boo, you know, because a woman's certain parts of her body stand out doesn't give you the permission to grab them right, right. it's not free a free-for-all here you know they can mm-hmm. just grab people we don't go around grabbing people just because we think we can right you know and so i felt like you know when i did that you know being 16 you think i would have felt inti- i mean i'm not saying that other times that i did feel intimidated but at that moment i felt empowered to you're say from something. new york you've got yeah. a little advantage here <laughs> i felt empowered at that imagine he's tall yeah. And and he did it like in a public area too. It wasn't like we were like in the lunch area. Yeah, it he did was it like by the there. grill, like you know, it's very, people very... could see it. But he and I were just there, kind of by mm-hmm. ourselves, because it was during a slow, like a down period at mm-hmm. work. But he did it, and I said something, and I said it pretty loud. Yeah, he and had then the I inclination. Went, and then I went to the manager and told, but that was my way of creating a boundary with him. Yeah, that that was not okay. And had I not done it, then he probably would have thought it was okay. Had I giggled or yeah, or yeah. something like that, he would have been like, "Oh, she likes it," you know. And so I'm right. Gonna, next and that time, just brings it, it might on. go further next time. Right, you know? it just well, brings it on. It brings you to more. So just go ahead and nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. Tell him this is not okay. Right. <laughs> and um, I know a lot of you probably experienced something like that, but boundaries are definitely necessary. In all areas of our lives. I had never thought about boundaries in so many areas. Right. But this has got to be a good book. Um, and then what's and the name of the book again? It is called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And that's definitely what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more peace for 2022. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna keep on doing it. And I'm going to do it unapolog- unapologetically. Because, unapologetically. Um, because I don't... This is... Like I said, this is something that you do for your well-being, for your family's well-being, and they may not understand it, and that's okay. You can explain it to them um, and and say, hey, you might not understand it this way, but this is going to help our relationship if you can respect me, you know, in mm-hmm. these areas. Right. So this is actually a plus for us. You may not understand it right now. You may not like it. But this is this could this could be actually uh, something that could help our relationship when you can find yourself uh, to you know respect me in these areas, mm-hmm. then 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 we can move on. But for right now, this is where where I stand, and um, I think a good tool, people know a good tool too is that maybe we can kind of write like kind of categorize. Like, you know, what we just mentioned, the intellectual, the emotional, the sexual, the physical, and the, what was the other one? There was one more. Um, I don't remember what that Oh, my goodness. Emotional, material, oh, physical. Material. Okay, so yeah. material, physical, emotional, intellectual, and sexual. Mm-hmm. So I think if we maybe, maybe like, kind of make columns, mm-hmm. I think that might be helpful to kind of have. I mean, I'm a, I'm a somewhat visual person. Yeah, you have to. So kind of write down and say, okay, what am I okay with? What am I not? And then, like I said, it doesn't always apply to everybody, like Mm -hmm. you said, to kind of sum up, uh, summarize what we were saying. It may not apply to every single person, every single one. It might apply to some people that you maybe have a little bit more of an intimate relationship with. Mm -hmm. And some people you may not feel as comfortable. So just 
kind of noting that. I mean, you don't have to write people's names, obviously, but you can mm-hmm. kind of just note that in mental note, but you can write what you're okay with and what you're not. And, um, and then apply it accordingly to the different relationships you have in your life. I think that's a, a good place to start. Yeah. So. And that, so that anger doesn't grow because we just assume that people know these things. We all come from different backgrounds. Right. We all grew up different state, different countries. Experiences, cultures. Different experiences. Like, you know, your, your experiences, Sonia, are di- way different than mine. Right. Um, but we can respect each other. And, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't love each other any less. Mm. It's just that we're trying to see each other from a different perspective and just learn people's preferences. What is Sonia like? What is she not like? And just trying to understand without trying to change people. Yeah. And to just like... And yourself. Not trying to change yourself either in the sense of, like, I don't need to be changing myself in the sense of, like... I can try to understand someone's point of views mm-hmm. without trying to change mine. Mm-hmm. So I can understand what their boundaries are without maybe necessarily agreeing with them per se. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And um, I will say this is kind of kind of on a side note, just kind of fun and light to end, end the, the podcast. Um, a good friend of mine who's not a hugger, I saw her recently and we hugged. Wow. It was so cool. Yeah. No, because we hadn't seen each other in months. I was like, I mean, I didn't force myself on her because I know she's not a hugger, but I came running at her with my arms wide open. Like, come on, girl, give me a hug. I haven't seen you in forever. And she embraced me. And I was like, yes. I hadn't seen seen her for months. And I was like, yeah, but I knew she wasn't a hugger. Um, So I guess we've, we've known each other that long now that... Okay. Yeah. That's a neat so story. So see, maybe. So that was, she changed. She changed a little bit. Yeah. Maybe for me, because now we've, but maybe people have you. to grow, you have to grow into that. Like, it wasn't an instant, I'm going to hug you. We just met. But now, we're talking every day. We've seen, you know, and this is just a friend that I hang out with, you know, but, um, so yeah. That's neat. <laughs> yeah. So, well. So they're not forever. No. And, and we're allowed to shift and make changes. Boundaries evolve and change. Mm-hmm. Just so, like we do. So. Yeah. We grow and so do our boundaries. They change with us as mm-hmm. we grow. So on that note, folks, thanks for joining us. And uh, remember, don't give up.